What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? It is Friday night, and this is the Unfiltered Experience with myself, Christopher Rausch, and Scott Goyette, Puerto Vida. Scott Goyette, Puerto Vida. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday night. It's 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and this is your Unfiltered Experience, the place where we have candid, unfiltered experience conversations designed to get you to move and change your mindset about what it is that you're capable of. And tonight is going to be no exception. We got a great subject for you tonight. We don't have a guest tonight, so it's just Scott and I. And as you can tell, Scott's got some different backgrounds going on. Scott, where are you at, brother? Uh, we are in uh, Costa Rica. We're right near Playa del Coco at a resort called Secrets, and it's absolutely beautiful. And um, yes, I did not shave and I did wear my stinky T-shirt, but I wanted to be real and raw, Chris. You know, I mean, if we're going to be raw and unscripted and unfiltered and all that stuff, I just wanted to demonstrate that. I don't want to come half-assed, so I'm doing it for you. So so how many weeks growth is that? For me? Oh, this is six years? Six years? I don't even have an armpit here yet, dude. <laughs> when are you going to hit puberty? I'm going to do it soon. No, it's are you part like, Indian? Like three or four days. I did shave once and I actually... You know when you shave on vacation, you feel really good. You're glad you did it, but you never want to do it, but then it feels good. I did no. it, and then I just got to do it. No. <laughs> do I look like I shave? I shave for this yeah, show. Otherwise, I otherwise I usually have this all muffed in. I look like a homeless person. Yeah, you could do a little cleanup. You could do a cleanup. I did a full. I got to do a full shave tomorrow. Maybe tonight, actually, before I go to dinner. Yeah, do a not. full shave. Why is this thing telling me an er error occurred on Facebook? This usually is temporary. Wait a moment, then try again. Let's try that. Okay, let's try that. Maybe we weren't live. That's weird because I'm, I'm looking at it on my monitor right now and I always have it up on Facebook and I was like, what the heck? It says we're live. I don't fucking care. We're live. Actually, Chad's we're here. Live. What's up, Chad? He says, hey, now. Hey, be now. Live. You're a rock star. Get your game on. Go play. Hey, now. Okay. There we are. Are we up there? Now we're good. Yeah. Something will grow up. But I got to tell you on the screen over here, your, your background just looks amazing. I'm just jealous. <laughs> it's gonna be dark in like two seconds. Like I'm hoping you can still see me. It is one, nice. two, three, and three seconds. Chad says you are alive. What's going on, brother? Chad, how are you doing, man? Are you enjoying Orange County? Enjoying the real estate market and the crazy frenziness that's been going on? I hope you have. Thank you guys for being here. Whether you're watching us live or on the replay, as always, this is a conversation with you guys. So please bring your engagement, bring your questions, whether it is live or on the replay. And Scott and I tonight are going to be talking about what's your why? What's your purpose? We're going to be diving in deep into various aspects of what he and I have both journeyed through in order to find our why and to find our purpose. And we're going to talk about some of the ways that you too can sit there and look at your perspectives, look at your mindsets and your beliefs about your past, present, in your future to reshape those to really find that once you start to find and hone in on that why and you find that passion and that purpose that gets you excited every single day that you wake up there's nothing that can stop you so uh yes 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 uh chad says uh never been better and he says i'm jealous scott and he says uh crazy riverside and oc la markets i know it's just absolutely it's absolutely unseen here in southern california i'm sure the same thing way in Austin. it's like everywhere somebody tells me it's like housing prices are through the ceiling and i'm just like what does yeah. that mean? What does that mean? Why does that not feel really good that something bad is going to happen? But we're not here to talk about bad stuff, are we, Scott? No. So we're you not at all because we're in control of our own, our own destiny and we can start with us. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I want to, I want to start off with a fun question. When I think about passion and purpose um, and kind of think about the topic of the show, my mind kept wandering back to when we were kids. And you know, we've had that conversation before about how childlike we need to get back to be. I'm curious for from you, and I don't think I know this. What did you want to be as a kid? What was your passion? What did you think your purpose was as a kid? When you grow, when you grow up, you're like, I want to be this. So, 
I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to go like different, you know, initially, like, of course, like anybody else, very similar to you, like that whole idea of being a rock star, like that seemed cool. And then once, but I wasn't a musician. I just thought I would just be able to stand up there and just do this stuff, like be David Lee Roth. But once I got into sports, which was pretty quick, I was definitely some pro athlete. But once I got into drawing, which was probably nine or 10, there was a starting early college program. You could take drafting and architecture classes. And um, I got into that program and I took drafting and I became enamored with architecture. So I was dead set on being an architect. And the only reason I'm not is I learned there's a lot of math in that and way less creative fun. So I chose against it. What about you, bud? Um, Pretty much the same thing from, what, from a <laughs> young age. I wanted something to do with racing. So I always envisioned myself racing motorcycles or racing cars. It was even before I could even drive. I just felt like that was going to be my DNA that I was going to become a race car driver. But then the biggest one was being that rock star and being like that person that was like center stage and captivating audiences and everything. And what's funny is that both you and I do that to this day. Speaking you know, from stages, doing our shows, you know, you, you teaching college, we go out and we perform every single day. Um, like we were on a stage, like we really are on a stage. We're on earth stage, you know, sharing our gifts and our passions. So we both do that, but I'll, I'll, I'll spin the question a little more. And this goes right into the why. Like we're both doing that. And I think it's a byproduct because we chose vehicles that fit that childlike dream. But quite honestly, if you could get your message out there, the message that's deep down inside that you really want out there, do you care about the vehicle? Do you care that you be on a stage? Like do you care how it gets out there honestly? Mm -hmm. I well, that's a that's actually a great question because my initial thought was no, but then again, I do care because I like that connection factor. And you know this when you're speaking from stage and you say something and you have a connection with somebody or you see somebody get it. There is no other drug in the world to be able to to say something and impact somebody in such a way and see that that immediate response. Whereas if you write something or if you do a video, you get a maybe you get a comment later on, but you don't get to see that instantaneous reaction where somebody just goes, "Oh my God, I, I finally get it." Yeah, it's true. That's true. And my, my fear factor, and I've told you this a million times, when you're speaking from stage, are you are you really touching the people? Or are you just throwing things like throwing darts at a wall? Like, are you really because 45 minutes of you just throwing things out there? There's not a lot of time for deep questions. There's no interaction. Um, you know, as I think it was Confucius was one of the many who probably said this, that you fully understand something when you teach it back. So there's yes. no opportunity for me to bring them up to class or have them in a group dynamic where I can say, well, you tell me what you think about this or teach this to them or share this. Like once you see them sharing the material and growing the lessons, that's when they're really getting it. And I always get nervous that maybe I'm doing a disservice because they really understand the message. Was I clear enough? And then I go back to the same thing we always do. Well, at least I'm planting the seed. So, right. Planting the seed. And we got, we got some, we got Chad is verbose. We got Chad is, Chad is Robert. It's Chad, bro. He it's says Chad never been better. I'm jealous, Scott. What's going on? We appreciate you guys being here, Chad. Uh, let's see what he says here. He says, the good part is that we're, we are doing our why, even though sometimes it is not defined, but defined by severe action. Yes, yes, yes. Because we could sit there and say, we don't really, I could say I wasn't clear with my why when I was being lazy and kind of non, you know, whatever, and not taking care of myself. Uh, Chad says, oh, are you going to Pomona this weekend? Speaking of racing? No, I will not be going to Pomona this weekend. And I didn't know about any racing. Uh, we got Scott's in the house. He says, hello, Chris and Scott. Hello, Scott. Thank you so much for being here and spending your Friday night with us. We really appreciate you. Look who's in the house, Andrea. She says, hi there, Chris and Scott. Hello, hello. How are you? What's going on? 
We got my brother Lee in the house. He goes, nothing like a live event. What's up, brother Lee? Day 60, motherfuckers. Day 60, Scott. Day 60 of 75. It's 15 days left before I can go to the liquor store. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not that excited about drinking. Not much. We got Pamela Aubrey in the house. We got Roberts in the house. He says, greeting and salutations, my most excellent friends. Ooh, thank you very much for that. I'm going to frame that. I like that. And Pamela says, hey, boys. What's up? What's up, Pamela? Thank you so much for spending your time with us. I hope your sister is uh, much improved. I meant to message you today and find out that. So right here, live in front of millions of people. How's your sister doing? What's going on? We even got Teresa in the house. Teresa Silcox. She says, hello. What's up, Teresa? How's your haircut? What happened? Does it look good? I'm sure it looks good. Otherwise, you probably murdered the hairdresser. Now. No, Teresa's an amazing friend and fan of the show. Of course, of course. Um, so yeah, um, and Pamela says, hi, Robert. So, so everybody's like taking their turn saying hello and goodbye and everything. Um, Robert, you're always so gracious. He says, hi, Christopher, Scott, Scott, Lee, Pam, me, and hi, me. <laughs> and then Scott's taking a vacation again. What's up, Scott? Hold on a second, Chris. You there? I'm my there. I'm always here. My phone timed out all of a sudden. I hope it doesn't do this every five minutes or something. Just, just, just tickle the screen every five minutes, but um, tickle it it just a little bit. Just tickle it just just a little little bit. bit. Hey, so I have a question for the audience tonight. Thank you guys all for being here. Do you know your why and do you know your purpose? So if you do know your why and your purpose, we'd love to see that. And we'll read those comments in there. Um, Yeah. You know, and the other thing I was thinking about is that one of the ways we can go off of this is what do because you and I know our path and our purpose. And I, and for me, I know that it's constantly evolving. Yours is constantly evolving. That's one of the things that I wanted to share tonight. Talk to us about that. Should somebody's passion and purpose be something that they're fixated on that's 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 just stagnant or should be constantly evolving as they evolve? What do you think? Sweet question. So first of all, it has to evolve to a certain point. And then whatever you believe in, creator, universe, or God, you're literally, this, is, this is the easy way to look at it, I think. Your genius, your purpose, everything that's perfect about you, your divinity is there. And so that's the gift that you're supposed to share with the world. What's happened over time because of people, these identities that have been built up, like all these things, the noise, essentially, all the noise. Visualize this. If I was a, a city, you know, like Pompeii, you know, the mountain, like the volcano, like covers this beautiful, like amazing city. All we're doing is we uncover our brilliance is we're just scooping off the ashes. The brilliance is there. The purpose is there. So you're going to evolve over time, but it's literally static. It's never it's not, it's what it is, is what it is. So whatever you are given by universe to share is there. And it's it's very real and it's 100 percent what it is. Now, how much of that we uncover during this lifetime is fully up to us because we'll stop at certain points. We'll say, hey, I made a bunch of money. I'm good or I'm on a vacation. This is it. Or I found the girl. This is it. Or I've got whatever. This is it. And then we think we get complacent. And as you and I always talk about holding on to the tree, we don't continue to float on the river. This is what happens as you surrender. You have more tools to move some of those ashes off and keep on covering it. So for me, like you said, mine feels pretty simple. You know, my mission statement is to help those who are struggling or have lost hope, find their brilliance and share it with the world. That's it. So I'm literally doing what we're talking about here today. That's my entire reason being here. There's a million vehicles I could use to do that. We can talk about that all day long. But to answer your question, it's constantly evolving, but at the same time. So it's dynamic, but at the same time, it's static. Your purpose is your purpose. Whether you've come to truth with it or not, because you've connected to source and you have that clear conduit, that's up to you. Mm, I love that. I love that. And it brings, it brings a thought to my mind as you're talking about that. And when I was thinking about my purpose 
originally in my life, I thought, what was my first purpose in life? And my first purpose in life was to survive. And that's, you know, we talked about a little bit before I didn't realize how much in survivor mode I really was until working with Sally and her, her being able to see that from an outside perspective, looking in, what do you think about that? Do you think that somebody who is in that survivor mode, who doesn't realize it actually can find what their true passion and purpose is, or do they have to break out of, they have to, they have to break out of that first to find that, or is that the chicken and the egg? No, perfect question. I mean, here's the reality. So I would challenge anybody who's literally in victim status or in a place of deep fear who says, I can't. And, uh, and we hear a lot of the negatives. I can't. You don't understand. I have a different situation. You don't know what I'm going through. If you're saying all those things, that's very real. No one's taking that away from you. It's super real. But here's another reality. You're speaking from the egoic human mind. Your divine is perfect as is waiting to share that brilliance. So you're literally speaking from the top of the ashes saying, I can't. So as far as you're concerned, you can't. And you know what? You're right. You can if you don't start removing the acid. Passage. You're you're 100% correct. So Chris is always saying, just shut up and jump or take a step or whatever. What we're really saying is take that first scoop of the ashes and all of a sudden you see this glisten of gold and you say, holy shit, what is that? That's your divinity. Keep scooping, keep scooping, keep scooping. And then suddenly you start to say, Am I more than I thought? And once you just take those first few steps to believe you're more than your thought, the magic will continue to happen, but you have to continue to do the work. And the work, ironically, is to surrender. Surrender, clear out that conduit to source. I always think and it's source within, without, whatever you want to look for. But the deal is once you're connected to source and you start to ask and, and listen to this, listen to this clearly. I see a lot of people ask for things. I need a million dollars. Please heal this person. Please do this. This is what I don't believe. I don't believe that when you ask for stuff that's extraneous to you, this is my individual opinion. I think you're asking for things that you don't have a massive impact in. If you ask this, can you help me uncover my city of gold or my brilliance, which is already reality. So you're literally just saying, you're speaking to source saying, you extended yourself and me to be in this existence. And all you're saying is reveal yourself so that I can reveal your brilliance. Now, if I'm a creator of a universe, what do you think my answer is to that? It's a pretty big ego stroke. I'm saying, hey, listen, you gave me all this stuff. I can't find it. Can you help me share it? The answer is going to be yes. If I say, can you give me $10 trillion to do this or do this? Um, it sounds very ungrateful. So I would say if you're really chasing your brilliance, integrate source, whether you believe it to be God, universe, creator, and keep asking to help you find that brilliance. And once you find that brilliance, whoo, it's a beautiful city of gold to get inside. It's a beautiful city of gold to get inside. Yes, I want to go back to something you just said in a second. I just want to say hello. We've got uh, uh, Thomas is in the house. What's up? He says, hello, brothers. Good to see you, Thomas. Thank you for checking in with us. Uh, happy Friday night. Happy weekend. Thank you for all your beautiful pictures and your uh, positive posts. We love those. We love those. Uh, Pamela says, uh, 100 evolves uh, and shows up in numerous ways for me, lots of ways for it to manifest. Absolutely right, pa uh, Pamela. Thank you so much. Um, Andrea says, my mission is to give hope and happiness to moms raising kids with challenging behaviors, ADD, ADHD, anxiety, etc. Yes, yes, yes. We need you know it. your mission. You know your why. Then we got some fellow hellos, fellow, fellow hoes. So you've mentioned a few times surrendering. And I've talked about this a few times this week, actually, and thinking about that. And people, you know, you and I get it more because we talk about it so much and we're familiar with it, being able to surrender to breath work, surrender to whatever it is that's coming, surrender to medicinal, you know, stuff. 
how how do you and I, and sometimes I get you know it's it, Chris I don't know I don't understand what you say by surrender you know I try to let things go but I can't let things go what do you what do you think about that how can we break people out of that vicious cycle of of them like thinking they can't let go what's the first step so that's an amazingly beautiful question and I'd, I'd love to get I wish we could have everybody on giving their opinions on this one so my thought on that is first and foremost and this is a weird one for me because I'm not religious but I'm deeply spiritual so. I'm, I'm sitting here saying, trust the universe, trust creator. Like, I'll be honest with you. When I started saying these things and teaching them without fully conceptualizing them and practicing them, I was doing it. But I'm like, is this bullshit or is this real? Like you start doing it because you see really smart people saying, this is the path. Do you trust me? I'm like, uh, sure. I'm like, well, do I? <laughs> so what I would say is this. Surrendering is literally this. It's recognizing the difference between the ego and the divine in you. So you're not surrendering the sense of saying, I'm just gonna give up or I'm gonna trust like whatever and do no work. The surrender is the willingness to trust the divine will remind you of your brilliance, your purpose. So watch that, watch how simple that is. I'm literally asking you if you think you can't go on. I'm literally asking you a simple question. Would you be willing to recognize the divine in you and ask the divine to help you find the brilliance that has always been within you. Do you wanna find that again? Because it's you. And if you do that and you can trust that, so you're not trusting anything more than your reality. Mm -hmm. So if you can fall in love with yourself enough to recognize the divine, the rest of it will take care of itself. Now, is that easy? Can I, can I fluidly say that now? I can say that now and I still am challenged with it from time to time. There's times I'm in flow where I'm going, this is working. It's like Tai Chi. And then I'm going, is this working? What am I doing? And I go back to questioning and I can ego and then I flow back into heart and into the divinity. So is it a practice? Sure. But if you start this process and truly lean into it, beauty will happen. Magic will happen and become normal place. I promise. Mm -hmm. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I think it's it's all about that 1% rule that we talk about that 1%. If you can just sit there and you lean into it a little bit more, you trust it a little bit more, you have faith. I was just talking to somebody yesterday and said, sometimes we have to have faith more in ourselves, more in ourselves based on what other people feel about us than we actually do about ourselves. And I, I gave the example of Bill pouring into me and saying, Hey, Chris, you can go back to school. You can go to college. You're a smart guy. And I'm going, no way. I don't even believe that. But well, I had to take his belief to be able to do that, to be able to go to school. You talking to me or him? They were saying hello to me. They said, oh, tell, to me. tell them to give me a drink in 15 <laughs> days. No, but I mean, seriously, but when I was thinking about that question, that I originally asked you about, you know, people just feeling like they're so stuck that they can't, they can't surrender. The other thought that comes to my mind based on the conversations that I've had over the last year is going back to that self-love con concept. Do you love yourself? Yes or no. And the people that I found that, that have the difficulty saying they love themselves are the people that were stuck in that perpetual cycle of, of, of the, the false beliefs appearing real. You know what I mean? And so I think that the first step for me, at least is, is getting to that place where we stop. And I think about all the stories I've heard of people who have got to that breaking point. And you know, I love that. What makes people snap? What is the leverage point for us to, to get the fuck out of our own ways? You know, we have to hit bottom. Sometimes we have to hit bottom, bottom, but it's that realization, that stopping and that awareness of going, I can't do it all. I can't do it all. Yeah. But asking the question is, where was the expectation that I had to do it all? Sure. Where was that expectation that I had to do it all? Where do you think that comes from? Where do you think that comes from? I mean, we, we, we have to go from first grade to second grade to third grade to first, fourth grade. We're supposed to make a certain amount of money. You should have a certain amount of car. You should be certain strength. You should be able to throw a ball a certain, you know, so many points. It comes from society. It's the identity. 
I mean, here's the deal. Comparison. Yeah, the comparison, the intrinsic versus extrinsic rewards. We talk about all the time. I just asked it on Facebook the other day, and not one person really leaned in the way I was hoping somebody would. Everyone went from a different direction. But listen, at the end of the day, the only person you compete with is yourself. And that competition is nothing more than uncovering the full divinity. I mean, hear that. So right now, I'm sitting here having some drinks at an all-inclusive resort. I'm doing, how has this helped me with that, you know, find my divinity? I try to find ways to do it in every single place I am. Like right now is a break and I'm sitting here and I'm really looking people in the eyes and I'm seeing the divinity of them and the divinity of me and I'm connecting with those people and I'm, I'm thanking them for making this a beautiful experience and I'm, I'm really grateful, like insanely grateful. And so I'm bringing that growth, that shovel with me to uncover that dust everywhere I go. And so, yeah, that's what I think, Chris. What do you think? <laughs> awesome, it's awesome, awesome. Is, is this music too loud, by the way? I can't do anything about it. It's everywhere. They've got this like peaceful music everywhere. No, it's like it's it's kind of cool. We got the, we got the just cool vibe thing. Um, yeah, we just got the cool vibe thing. We got Marlene Sanchez in the house. She goes, "Hi guys." So we were asking about what is your why? What is your passion? What are things that perhaps you're missing from your life? This is an opportunity to ask Scott and I questions again, whether it's live or on the replay. Ask us this question, yo. Know, what do you do when you feel like this? What do you what do you do when you feel like you have this mission and this dream, and everybody around you doesn't support it? Obviously, we got some we got some thoughts on that. So if there's something that's holding you guys back here in the audience, please let us know what it is, because by that virtue, you probably help somebody else by asking that question. And that's what this is about. This is, a, I mean, above all else, what Scott and I really intended this program to be for is a safe space, a safe space. That's why we called it the unfiltered experience, because I almost said the unfiltered conversation, but the unfiltered experience, which is that thank conversation, you. that opportunity for us to, to, to dig deeper and really get aware about what it is that we believe that might be holding ourselves back or ask those questions. Because as we continue to do that, and we continue to be curious and adventurous about solving what it is that holds us back, there becomes a greater passion for, for doing that. And I think when I self, when I think about that, Scott, is I've always just been keenly aware of like, it first started like, okay, what do I do not to be like my mom? And that was my mission. That was my passion. That was my purpose. That was my why. Okay. If I can do everything in my power, not to be like her, chances are I'll be happy and successful with a roof over my head. So that became the first thing. And then after that became survival. Um, what do you think is when I'm trying to figure out, I want to phrase this. Um, there's certainly a, an amount of blame that I could use in my life for why I didn't find my passion and my purpose originally. And once I processed that blame, I was able to get a better picture and identity of who I truly was. What are your thoughts on being able to release blame? Like just in, in, in general, because I know we've had various conversations on it, but just directly, what do you think? Because I blame this person. I blame this. I blame that. How can we shift that, that conversation? The same exact thing that we teach with excuses. There's lots of reasons that I can't be successful. There's lots. Um, I'm, I can't jump that high. I'm getting older. I'm not, you know, whatever, whatever your thing is, I'm just using sports analogy. And so those reasons will become excuses to go, well, it's because I'm this, because I'm this, I'm this. And the same thing happens with blame. It starts off with there's a really good reason something happens. And so we're looking at that reason and we're saying, you know, my mom did this, or this person did this, or this person did this. Super real stuff. But we always got to come back to something very simple. If right this second, okay, let's just, let's just visualize this. If right this second, everything that I trust has been holding me back. If I could literally just say, I'm going to create a new story starting right now in the same vehicle, brand new story. So if I could wipe away my my brain, like all my memories, I'm going to be successful because I don't have any of those old attachments. As long as I start a story based on this, my new story is going to be based on gratitude. So I'm going to start with the foundation of gratitude. That's going to be the more my foundation. 
And so I'm literally just going to build it and say, I can't believe I'm in this, in this world. Like, I, I can't believe I go out and get to see you, Chris, and we get to go to the beach together and see each other and meet each other. I can't believe I get to come here. I can't believe I get to teach students. I can't believe, like, you start talking about it and you're literally like, holy shit, is this the real world? And then my big thing is, how do I reach more people? Well, turn back to source, like we said, and keep clearing that conduit. So to the point, like, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it. I, I think the blame piece comes from me saying, me saying that that person or that situation is holding me back. And the minute I just say I'm starting a new story, it's the same thing you always say with jump. The second I jump. Now, are there exercises and things we could do to work that out? Yeah, of course. I mean, what do you think? What's like a good exercise or, or mindset shift or something we could do to dilute or remove that blame? Because we all have something we blame somebody for. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, <clears throat> that's a great question. I, I love what you're saying. And it reminds me of the question that I asked somebody yesterday. And I said, what would happen? She was she was describing some sort of situation. I said, what would happen if you didn't feel that way? And she kind of looked at me like, well, I do feel that way. I said, "How? Well, just tell me, how would you feel if you didn't feel that way? She goes, I'd feel relieved. And I said, okay, well, just imagine all of the stuff in life is right here. And we can either have our head in it and be like, oh my God, this is happening. That could possibly happen. Or we could sit there and step back from the minutia, step back and say, what if I didn't think the world was going to hell in a handbasket? What if I didn't think that life was happening to me and, and not for me? What if I didn't think that everybody was out to get me? What if I didn't think that everybody was judging me and criticizing me? What if I didn't think? What if I didn't think? You know, the, the release that we can get and the ability to really focus on what it is that truly ignites us and inspires us instead of having to run from everything that we're afraid of, I think could be an excellent spot for, for removing that blame. And just, just like we talk about the accountability mirrors, like, you know what? Again, I was telling somebody else the other day, I, they were talking about how they were thinking about somebody else. And I said, well, we often don't like in others what we don't like in ourselves. So perhaps there's some judgment going on there, but the sooner we accept responsibility for our roles in situations, like we, we stayed there, you know, whatever it was, it was a, I, I talked to one lady, she goes, well, I stayed in the situation for seven years. And I'm like, so for seven years, you own that part that you stayed there. You could have left, you could have done all these things. You own that part. So you can't play. So once you accept responsibility for that and you're able to take, a, you have awareness and then you can take action on that, you can move forward. But it's really about asking yourself that question. How would I feel if I didn't have that emotion? Yeah, and that's that's a beautiful comment. And you know, it brings me to something that's been a conversation a lot with me lately is as my vibration rises and I see myself in, in a place where sometimes I'm just in flow. I'm, I'm completely there. I just I just feel it. Like I can I can see what I need to say. I'm like completely in flow. I'm connected to the divine. I, I just get it. And then I'll see something, I'll ask myself. Does this person need to stop doing that? Who's it going to hurt? And I'm going to give you the weird example I just talked to Kim about earlier today. So if I see a, a man punching a woman right over there, all right, the first thing you're going to do is you're going to help that person, right? You're going to help. Them. So what if I see somebody on Facebook or social media saying something really negative that ultimately hurts somebody else? Where's the line between those two incidents that I don't interfere? And I've really, really been spending some time trying to process that. And the reason being is because I don't want to get in every little event where there's a negative energy attached, but there's a time and a place. So what I'm trying to do is, again, same thing. I'm trying to lean back and I'm trying to say, source, clear out the congestion for me so I can find my brilliance. Now, again, I'm not asking, like, I'm just saying, allow me to share my brilliance. And what I've noticed is asking for that, less and less weird things happen where I have to jump in. 
And so is that coincidence or is that me manifesting a better world around me? I don't care. My my calmness is is making that happen, I believe. Well, I think as we start to learn the lessons and we're able to mitigate those situations, less those, those situations arise to test us. And then periodically they come back to go, do you sure you learned that lesson? They come back to they test us again. Um, yeah, no, I love that. I love that. I think about, you know, in my, in finding my purpose and my passion and my, my mission, one of the things that I had to do was really examine my excuses and really examine my own identity and my ego. And I realized that when you think about finding what your purpose and your passion is, if you're coming from an egoic state, which is what you said before versus a soul spirit state and what we're doing, what we're supposed to be doing here for our life contract, it's clear how we can become totally veered off our path. And we know that one of the biggest regrets of the dying is the fact that they lived a life they didn't want to live. They, they, they should have lived, they regret living the life they lived. They should have lived the life they wanted to live um, because they didn't follow their passion and their purpose, probably because they were trying to, to achieve the validation and the significance from those people that, you know, they love the most. What do you think about the ability in finding our passion and our, in our, in our, in our why um, to be able to, to be able to, I don't know, find, find deeper accountability to ourselves and, and further self-discipline for ourselves rather than always depending on external people to make those things happen. If I said that right. So you, no, no, I totally get you. And you said something earlier that I was going to say to you and then I didn't, and you just brought it full circle. So I'm going to say it. You said that you really get excited about, you know, the audiences and, and, you know, that validates you and that kind of energizes you, which is completely acceptable because we're, we're connected species. Like we need to connect and, and we need some affirmation and whatever. But the less and less of that we need when working toward our purpose, then we're energizing ourselves. And we talk about that a lot. We both do. We talk about it together, but intrinsic versus extrinsic rewards. And I really think that the moment, the moment you start to get lit up and you'll know when it happens, like you'll literally feel lit up and weird things will happen. You'll be like, going, can I get paid for this? Does somebody really want this? So I'll share with you. I think I might've mentioned this to you, but a perfect example of what we're talking about, like how do you light yourself up? One of the things that you and I have shared with people is eliminating needs, like detaching from things that you think you need to be. And so this year I detached from the idea that I need to be a great professor. Now I've been doing it for 14 years. So even on autopilot, I'm probably going to be decent at it. And typically out of like a six, the scale goes up to six. And so most professors get like a five, four, five, five. And I always get like a five, eight, five, nine, up to five, nine, five. Nice. And so, but I've never gotten a six because it's physically impossible. You can't get a six because there's always out of 72, two, two classes, 72 kids. You're going to have somebody not like you. Period. It's just, you. just numbers. And so I said, I'm not going to be, uh, I don't need to be a perfect professor. And the first time ever I got sixes, I, I, it's not even possible. And I got sixes. And you know why I think that happened? It's because I came into alignment that semester. I said, I'm going to share with full authenticity and I'm going to empower these kids to be the best they can be. So literally, I was just that giant mirror to allow them to see their divine, even though I wasn't using these words with them, but I was letting them see their true self. And they were just like uncovering their purpose. So imagine the space you do that in you're probably going to give that a good grade because you're going to feel that their lights are sparking. And yep. so to that point, we say this all the time, lean in to that purpose, keep reflecting back to source. You can call it God, universe, whatever. Stop asking for anything more than help me find my brilliance so I can share it. Help me find you and me so I can share you. Help me find you and me so I can share you. And then once that happens, 
then everybody else's lights go on and you be that lighthouse we're always talking about and everybody comes to you. And once it starts happening, it's not even an egoic, like it's not like a thing in your head. You're like, oh, I'm incredible. It's just the opposite. It's this is really nice to see people light up. This is really nice. And so to my point, I'm not doing it. And like I'm getting to the point where I don't need the validation as much. I still do. I'm a human. Right. But I get a better feeling in my heart when I just know what I've delivered is serving people. I can mm. walk away and go. And that's my point of the stage. Lately, I've been wondering, like, will I keep being on? Like, I don't know where my vehicles are taking me. I'm not sure. And I'm okay with any of it. I like the stage. I do. I like making people laugh and standing up there. But I also wouldn't mind if it's through a book or a podcast, or whatever. It doesn't matter. Right. Right. So you're, you're open. You're open to the flow. Open to the flow. And, and I'm being honest. Like, I would have said that before, but I don't know if I was totally honest. Now I'm, like, definitely in it a lot more. So how about you? Yeah. I mean, you, are you feeling more of that? Like, since we've met, like. Because we were in a weird space in the middle of COVID going, all right, what are we going to do? How do we make a nickel? How do we serve people? I mean, have you started to embrace that flow more? Or what does that look like oh, for you? Without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah, it's been, you know, with the whole identity situation that I went through, leaving corporate yeah. suddenly back in November of 2019, more than ever. I mean, I still have those days. You and I talk about those. We, we coach each other. And I still have those days where I'm just like, okay, you know, am I the right spot? You know, there's going to have those pattern interruptions that are going to be like, okay, are you on the right spot? But for me now, more than ever, there's just this, there's this freedom and this inner peace in really looking back on my entire life and going, no matter what I've been through, I've always survived. And I've always been able to catapult myself to, to the next level from doing that. And so, and, and thinking about the corporate life and thinking about the identity that I have with that, and also, you know, expanding my coaching and everything else that we're doing makes me sometimes gives me anxiety because yeah. of the comfort and the, and the stability that a corporate job brings. But at the same time, remembering and, and, and thinking about all the congruency factors that for me, and I know for you, when we're coaching, we have to take those to heart. And so when I'm telling people to go follow their passion, you know, every day that I get into this is one more day that is behind me as far as what that identity was in corporate. And now it's just, it's just allowing and accepting and embracing and deserving, which is something that I've always struggled with before, deserving just to be me and not have to worry about a fucking person. Anybody saying, if they don't like me swearing, I wish you well, go find somebody who doesn't swear. You don't like the bandana, great, go find somebody who doesn't wear a bit. You know, now I'm like, it's and, and, and part of it's because of you, because now I look at things in terms of love and not fear. And with Sally and thinking about scarcity and, and being a survivor and just knowing that when you raise your vibration, when you get into that zone where you're just like, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm not fucking perfect. And I have these moments, I have these thoughts. And I think we beat ourselves up too much because I think there's this, this, like this, this expectation that we're supposed to be as perfect as we perfect can be. But I go for imperfect perfection. Yeah. I've got flaws, but I'm, I'm willing to share them. I've got, I've got situations that I'm embarrassed about, but I'm willing to share them. I'm willing to go the extra mile to help other people out. You know, I'm being a great dad. Now I'm just like, I'm, I'm so in flow with being who I am that I don't have to worry about anything else in that identity space. I could just show up to a conversation. I could just show up to whatever and be like, okay, I don't need to be anybody else. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You, once you, once you, once you find that and it's never, I don't think, I don't think anybody ever gets to the, the panacea of, oh, now I don't have to worry about that anymore. I've talked to people who are multimillionaires and they're just like, no, I still struggle with that. So I think it's, I think that's the misnomer that sometimes there's things in life that we can solve for and they, we can end. But I think there's other parts that are going to be continuing obstacles and strategies and struggles to continue to, to sharpen our senses and our awareness about it to help other people 
No, I agree. I agree. And, and I like what you said. Um, and I want to push back, but not push back, but agree, but spin it. Is sure. and you and I have talked about this too. Is the idea of perfect? Like, like yeah. humans are not perfect, but our divine portion is perfect. So again, go to that inner city of gold. Like, we are perfect, but we've, for whatever reason, intentional or how we're playing this game, we've forgotten our divine part. And in that, True. we're in this world of contrast, and we're making lots of mistakes because we have choice. And so. The mistakes are beautiful. I mean, I know I've stolen this from like 50 people. I don't even know who said it first, but I love the I never lose, I win or I learn. I yep. love it. The mistakes are phenomenal. So I've heard that like 10 times this week. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Like I, I saw it like a, like a while back and I kind of liked it. And then I, I started living it and I'm like, I've stolen it. By, it's, it I'm sure everybody's stolen it. It's wonderful. So whoever gets credit for it, I love that one. But the biggest thing is I wish we'd start recognizing ourselves as perfect and understanding that what we really are outside of this video game is perfect love. And we're here given choice to play this game of contrast. And when we look at it like that and we go back to that space, because when I'm having my rough moments or I'm going, this doesn't make sense or I feel like shit or why am I doing this or is this the right vehicle and I'm feeling stressed, I go back to that perfection. And I just dial back into source and I go, can you take a few more scoops of ash and let me see what's underneath? And then I'm like, thank you. You know, and whether it's through a meditation, whether it's through just, you know, going to play basketball, going for a jog, whatever I'm doing, that break mental just to kind of come back to center to take a few more scoops of that ash off and find that perfection. I wish more of us would be look in the mirror and say, you're perfect as you are. You're just making some choices in human form that that are causing you to learn, not always win. That is beautifully said. That is beautifully said. Before I jump into what I was going to say, I just want to go back and acknowledge some of the comments from you beautiful people. Um... Yeah, we went through that. Okay, so la, 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 ma. let's see what we got here. Background music. Pamela is saying, Pamela is sharing. She goes, I had a vision this morning about all of this. We're programmed to, I can't see. I got to, I got to, where my glass, where are my glasses at? All right, ladies and gentlemen, see, I admit. I would read for you too, but I didn't bring my glasses. <laughs> had a vision this morning about all of this. We're programmed to compete to maintain the system that's been put in place to serve the 1%. When we wake up to that, we can start shifting away from it. Absolutely. Absolutely, Pam. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, Marlene says here, she goes, who is making that choice for you? Is, quote unquote, that what feels good and accurate? Ooh, look at Marlene. I love it. I love it. Think about that for a minute, ladies and gentlemen. And Pamela comes back to say, totally agree with the both of you. I recently had to ask my mom to seek a therapist insight on some things and the hope that we could resolve some things that have happened. I don't know if she will, but it made me feel good to know that I was doing what I could do to bring about communication and healing. Yes, yes, yes. You are being a part of the solution, not part of the problem. And you are the person that had the cojones to step up and say, hey, listen, we've got a situation. Let's be aware about it. And let's be better yet. Let's be proactive about fixing it before it gets any worse. So love that. Love that. We got... Uh, so we got this lady. Do you know this Serena Buff Buffa the Buffa? I think she makes cheese. Does it's she like make some cheese? Kind of mozzarella? Oh, buffalino! It's a buffalino cheese. Mozzarella, yeah. It's a buffalo cheese. Buffalo cheese. It's a Serena cheese. It's a Serena. What's up, Serena? Good to see you. Beautiful. How are you? She goes. I only learned from mistakes, but they're not mistakes. They're actually stepping stones. Oh, yeah. Thank you very lost. much. Andrea, thank you so much. She says, we aren't perfect, but it's just showing up for who we are and truly authentic and fulfilling our purpose. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely, absolutely. Serena says, perfect love. We got, hi, Serena. Now she's like, LOL. She says, I love you too. And I know she does. 
We got Monique in the house. She says, hi, family. What's up, Monique? Good to see you here. Tonight, we're talking about what's your why? What's your purpose? What's your passion? How do you get unstuck? Or lately, I've been quoting saying, how do you unfuck yourself? How do you unfuck yourself? Um, that's that's the question of tonight. And uh, so we got everybody just saying hi. What are your guys' questions? What questions, what opportunities do you have for discussion? Um, and thinking about this in from a from a deeper stand peck, stand peck, stand peck. I'm gonna take my Clark Kent glasses off here. So I can start drinking talk. Again, Chris. Come on. And I know, I know, I know, I know. Um, let's talk about self sabotage. Oh, you know, we we think we think about okay, I've got this mission, this passion, and this vision, and we and we're we're going about it and and everything else, but secretly or unconsciously, we don't know we're self sabotaging. What do you think are some forms of self sabotage that some people don't realize that's going on? Oh yeah, we we love to say I can't because I mean I I just I just had it happen. Um, somebody who's really making some gains with their coaching, and they're like, yeah, I can't do it now. I'm going to do it later, and that's been their excuse all along. They said they were ready, and they were literally at the point where they're about to make the transformation. And this doesn't usually happen at that point. People usually recognize it, and they're like, oh, I'm really busy. And so busyness is a massive form of self sabotage that we all do, me included. I'm so full of crap, like I'll do it next week. Like it's the big lie. And when we can recognize those patterns, because listen, we're, Chris and I are always telling you guys, don't be on your deathbed saying, I regret this. I wish I didn't. Um, man, we could take that. You know what we could do? We could take this one into the, um, uh, what's the girl from the Olympics? I'm blanking the Simone by Simone. We could turn this into that because a lot of people are talking about, you know, the discussion, like why did she um, bow out of the, um, the uh, final round for the gold medal. Didn't know you, about that. See that. Well, that's news. I don't follow news. Well, I was following it because I was depressing. intrigued by what was going on. We don't have to go there. Let's go back to self-sabotage. Yeah. Busyness. We all do that. Well, cause I was, I'm actually thinking, I don't want to lean into anything political at any sense. I just think that people should have choices. And if somebody wants to self-sabotage themselves, it's like, I'm not mad at this person at all. I mean, continue on you know why you were here you didn't decide not to do it people have choices and should be allowed to make their own it's their journey um and i'm true, learning true, that true. I'm, I'm learning to say that and not be upset with that comment that i just made i don't even know what comment you made i wasn't paying attention i was listening to the music in the background because i wasn't sure if it was coming from my you know house or... i don't I remember like... that movie blame it on rio years ago like everyone's oh, kind of hanging out jesus i think all the people in that movie are dead uh yeah serena says guilty busy 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 oh i know i know what would happen if you slowed down serena you'd have to deal with all the stuff in your mind I, so, so let's, let's go to that real fast all right sure einstein one of the smartest people on the face of the planet okay his most profound thing he ever said was for 99 days in a row he was trying to come up with some kind of a formula or like fix something or whatever and he goes and the day i stopped and said i'm done looking the answer showed up and he realized like in his own form of meditation is the moment, moment you stop and release and just get present. That's where some of the gold really comes. So to Serena, to you, to me, to Patricia, to all our friends, I'm not always good at that. I've been doing it this week. I've been sitting and just letting things come to me, connect to source, like get the answers you need. But man, I, I believe that's one way to move past self-sabotage is just get out of busyness, get to that moment of connectedness, and that's where your genius really does lie, I think. Mm -hmm. Yep. So true. So true. We got, uh, um, yeah, Andrea saying here, she says, I tend to procrastinate because I don't believe I can do it. Mm. That's a good believe. one. It's a really yeah. good one. So what do you suppose she could do to change her belief? 
it's a good question. You know, I, like you, you know, I'm a massive fan of listening to um, meditations and theta that will shift your mindset because a lot of that stuff stuck in your unconscious mindset. So, Chris, or I would also say just shut up and change your belief. But honestly, sometimes those are so ingrained, it's a little tough to do that. So a massage of the unconscious mind of some positive verbiage shift to make you believe that you can. Because if you're hearing your second grade teacher in your own voice say you're not good enough, you're not smart enough to do that, you can't do that. It doesn't want to go away because you think that's part of your identity. Theta um, meditations can assist in that. And the other thing is overpowering it and just saying it's bullshit. And so some combination of those. Um, I'm a massive fan of meditation. So incorporating that somehow, I think is huge. But also there's a point where you just got to jump. It's got to say, I don't believe that shit anymore. That's not who I am. I'm bigger than that and I can do anything. And that goes back to the first thing we talked about. Fall in love with yourself. That doesn't mean you're going mind. That's the divinity to you. So fall in love, source, God, universe within you. And could God, universe or source not do whatever you're saying? And if the answer is, of course they can, then follow that same path. Right. Right. I think about that. I think about what it is like you were saying a little bit going back to that. Okay. What started that belief? Where did that belief come from? Because, you know, it's, it's about rewriting that belief and looking back at that situation, at least for me, like somebody says, okay, you're a terrible singer. So I've always had a belief that I was a terrible singer. Okay. Well, what, what was the context of what I was being told that was, was I being told that from a, from an established singer who had taken singing lessons? No, I was getting that feedback from my mom who just didn't want me to sing because she wanted it quiet and she wanted to hear her TV. Okay. So if that did not ever happen, then what I have the belief that I'm a terrible singer. And even if I am a terrible singer, what do I need to do in order to become a great singer? And am I willing to make that commitment and that sacrifice to become a great singer? Or is that, is that, is that the wrong purpose and passion of what I'm supposed to be doing? So sometimes the procrastination is that people have this idea of something and as long as they don't go after it, then they'll, they'll never have to see it not emerge as they've expected it to be all their life. So they're constantly in preparation, preparation of doing something rather than executing on it. And why are you singing? Are you singing to have fun? Because it just seems like cool. If you want to be in a stage in front of 10,000 people or like these are real questions, too, If because I would ask that question in depth. Like you say you want to be a singer. Did you really want to be a singer because you just wanted attention because you weren't getting it from your mom? And that was the visual. Like if we get down that road and you realize what it is, singing was just one random vehicle. You really just wanted to stand there and be like, I'm David Lee Roth and doing splits up stage. That's all I wanted. I didn't really give a shit about singing. I don't want to take singing lessons. I want to play basketball and football. So if I couldn't do that in a blink of an eye, I obviously didn't love it. I love the potential outcome of the attention, but I enjoyed sports. I don't think I would enjoy singing lessons. I don't want to sit here going like, do, re, mi, fa, I do not want to do that. I would love to be able to sing, but it's obviously not that important because I've never conquered it. If mm. it was important, I would have done it. So right. ask yourself those questions. Is it something I really want? Is there something that this is hiding that's really, you know, I really just want to be in front of people getting attention. And those are questions to do too, is to dig a little deeper. Like what is it you're truly asking for? Mm-hmm. And you know, I, love basketball. I love basketball. I love basketball. I could do that all day long. Those are <clears> real questions. Yeah. I mean, to add on that, I mean, to, to ask yourself the question, okay, um, like you say, and I don't believe I can do it. What would need to shift or what actions would I need to take in order to shift that belief? Okay. Then perhaps maybe I start taking small steps and I start, you know, or, or most importantly, if you really want to do it and you don't want to procrastinate, hire a coach, get an accountability partner, get somebody that where you've got skin in the game and you say, okay, listen, I have, I am making this proclamation that I want this to be my passion, my mission, my, my mission and my why. So here I'm going to make this investment to make sure that it gets done. 
that's where procrastination ends and and you and you really develop that mindset of going listen i've got one life to live and lately like i've been explaining to people scott is like we're on a spinning blue marble in space for a nanosecond of a time when you think about the whole grand scheme of things when in the whole grand scheme of everything else you know dinosaurs and how many billions of, i hear that stuff and i'm like billions of years ago and we're fucking worried about what somebody says on social media we yeah. get this gift to live our life, to live and, ex and, 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 and embrace and take in every single moment, every single gracious moment that we get to do and all the sense of adventure that we can go out there and live our life. Yet we sit here in, in silent misery, hoping, wishing and praying that something's going to change. The thing that has to change is you have to get pissed off enough to have that leverage to say, I'm not going to do that anymore. And each and every one of you can say that I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to procrastinate anymore. What do I need to do? And you need to start writing shit down and saying, okay, I'm going to do these three things tomorrow. And if I don't do these things, things tomorrow, you know, then I don't get to eat dinner or something like that. Um, but yeah, we got to, we got to, you guys got to stop with the bullshit, but, um, yeah, uh, Andrea, I would love to talk to you privately if, if you want and, uh, and help you get over that procrastination because, uh, we don't want anybody here in the unfiltered crew, um, being being uh being procrastinations so i'm gonna put my i'm gonna put my glasses back on to see this one marlene says here she goes jumping does not need to be a big time thing it is something that can be small step embrace sure. smaller and comfort zones and you will naturally grow to your larger ones much like a sketch can turn into a painting oh oh that is smooth right and that's I the exact that. same analogy we we're talking about take one little bit of the ash off you don't need to the thing is we're looking for outcomes instead of just saying oh, i i see the gold i sense more gold you don't have to see the whole city just know that it's there and that's the thing i mean too many of us want we want we need to play big we need to play huge but at the same time we need to take small steps in building up the reality that we can play huge big time and by the way i took singing lessons for two years nice actually i don't even do i still have it um, you get the book or a demo no, I got, oh oh yeah my son was asking about this here this is this is live and on the air look at this look at me i made a cd I like you guys that. ain't gonna hear it because I, I thought i sounded pretty decent but i listened to it like you know this is back in 2003. i listened to it probably a couple months ago i was like oh i thought i got better I well I you're your own worst critic Why actually I, I did get a lot better i did get a lot better but uh yeah it was funny but you know going back to what you're saying before you know dealing with the roots the root of of the, of, of the situation that's going on versus the symptom which is something we tend to focus on more than dealing with the root and, you know the root's painful you know so many people don't want to oh it's gonna be painful it's gonna be hard it's gonna be uncomfortable it's gonna be this it's gonna be that yes yes it will we're not gonna lie but guess what happens on the other side of all of that that's where the focus needs to be is on the other side of all that because on the other side you get to look back and go Ooh, well, that was kind of messed up, but shit, man, I'm stronger. I'm better. I'm more confident. I'm more in the flow. I'm more at peace. I have more love, less fear. Shit. Okay. The next thing that comes along. Yeah. I'm probably not going to like it, but guess what? I'm going to get through the other side. I'm going to be like, all right. And then somebody else is going to need my help. Like you were saying. And if we all exponentially start giving that love and that help out, we make the world a better place. 100%. 100 <laughs> 100%. Serena like says, uh, you're too funny with the CD. I'm too funny with the CD. Um, too funny for my CD. Oh, Monique says, she goes, we need to copy that CD. Nope. That is the only one. That is the only one. Yeah, yeah. So I want to close. I want to close out. I want to close out here and thinking about, you know, we've been, we've been saying there's, there's certain questions that we can ask ourselves. What do you think Scott are the, maybe the three most important questions each of us can ask ourselves to really be able to narrow down 
why we're here and where we're supposed to be going. Do you believe that you're divine? That's the first question. And if you believe that you're divine, that means you come from something that clearly loves us enough to put us here. So how can you not love yourself? And so I'll keep that as one question. Do you believe that you're divine? The other thing is, what's your why? Of course, it's just what's, what's your purpose? So once you're believing in that divine, you can have that connection and that conversation with the why. And then the final thing is, are you willing to play all out? Or are you willing Ooh. to play, but play all out? Because, I mean, you know, I laugh at a lot of the stupid things I did in the world, but were they stupid? I mean, I've had a lot of crazy times in my life and some have been super beneficial in serving others. Some have just been nutty things that I've done that I'm like, why did I do that? But I've always felt like there was adrenaline. I've always felt like there was like just chemicals pumping through my body that were just excitement, excitement of living. And excitement might seem very similar to fear, but I always felt excited to be here. So um, I definitely have to continue staying in balance to be in that space. It doesn't just come organically. So it's not like click and I'm always there. Um, but I will say this, I'm there way more than I'm not. And I have the ability to shift back there more quickly because I know where that space is. So that would be yeah. it right there. What about you, Chris? <clears throat> I love it. It was actually something similar, but then something else just popped in my head. So I would say number one question is, do I love myself? Yes or no? And it has to be an absolute yes. So first and foremost, do I love myself? Yes or no? And if the answer is no, then start talking to people and start evaluating where you're at and what it is that you need to let go of that's holding you back from truly loving yourself. So that's number one. Number two, um, ask yourself on a scale of one to 10, 10 being best, how much do I want said thing? And if you want that said thing as much as you want to breathe air or keep your loved ones alive, then stick with that. If you sit there and say, well, I want it like a six or a seven, then you need to find a new thing. Because once you find something where it's a 10, like for me and Scott, it's to go out there and change the world and to make an impact and leave a legacy that, you know, the rest of the world can be proud of, then, you know, that's what you need to be doing. You need to say, okay, on a 10 scale, this is what I want. And so, so you can wake up every day with the energy and the passion to get you through the tough times. Absolutely. And then the third and the final question you need to ask yourself, which you guys heard me say over and over again, but it's powerful. Am what I do, am, for some reason I can't talk today. I keep switching words up. I'm like dyslexic speaking or something. Um, is what I'm doing getting me closer to or closer to or further from my stated goals? So we, we know, we know that we, we deserve everything. We know what our stated goal is. And then in that next action, if we ask ourselves, is this getting me closer to or further from in that situation? Like, oh, I'm being a wimp right now. I'm not speaking up. Is this getting me closer to becoming independent and free and leaving my job? No, no. So this is a great opportunity for me to say, you know what, listen, I, I, I do, I disagree with this and, and taking that momentum forward because you're going to tell the universe, Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready. You, normally I would sit there and I would shut up and I'd stay quiet and small. But my, my question, I just asked myself was, is this getting me closer to or further from if I sit there and say no and cow down to this, then I'm getting further away from it. So this is an opportunity for me to stand and go through a little bit of that muck to be able to say, I may still get told no, but at least I know when I walk away from the conversation, I didn't, I didn't keep quiet. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Perfect. What yeah, a beautiful yeah. show, Chris. What a beautiful show we just did there. It's really nice. Yeah, see, it was just chill. It was just chill. We didn't have any guests that we had to interrupt. Yeah, we did I'm good. Yeah, I'm just, I'm good just there. I'm just saying, well, we got people writing books up in here. Uh, oh, 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 I got I got pushback. She says, I Marlene says this for the people that are listening on the podcast in the case you want to write her. I'm just kidding. I so disagree with you, Chris. Being harsh, in my opinion, is traumatizing and continuing to build on what is already negative. I rather surround the fear with prior experience that has already taken place in that person. Find that contrast place with that person. They already have it had that experience. Sharing it with you will make a huge difference and it will be positive. 
I love that. I mean, yeah, I can't remember exactly which context I just said something, but yeah, I mean, sometimes it's not, not necessarily being harsh. It's being truthful. And, and for at least for my coaching style, for the people that I work with, sometimes people need that. Sometimes really people just get to that point where I, I said, listen, I'll just say, listen, this is going to probably hurt your feelings pretty traumatically, but this is out of pure love. And saying that to that person is that, per, is that breakdown of that wall, that vulnerability, that, that, that last final stand of I'm going to protect myself. You know, sometimes you got to say things so directly that they finally get it. What is your experience with that shot? Scott? Everybody's yeah, and I mean everybody's different, and, and that, that this you know I'm coming to trust this more and more with the universe is, again like my my methodology is different than yours, but I will say this: your methodology with me at say 18 as a coach would totally work. Like I would I would respond really well to, you know you can't, and again I don't know if that was unhealthy at the time or whatever. So it really just depends on the person, you know. Some people need. I mean think of this. Tony Robbins says one thing that um, I thought was very interesting. You know, he was talking to a guy in the audience who wanted to kill himself, and he walked up and he he knew the guy had mentioned it. Like somebody was signing up for the program, he goes, "I'll be honest with you, if you're going to kill yourself, those red shoes are a really good reason." And he's wearing red shoes, and the guy's like, "What?" what? And so he brought he shook him up and he brought him out of the place. And then he started talking to him, and the guy for the first time had like a, a conversation was out of his. I want to die. I don't want to be here. And so it might be the same thing. If somebody's sitting in their pattern, you say, shut up and stop it. It's like, whatever that takes, if there's a tool that gets somebody out of their monotony and their I can'ts, mm -hmm. then there's no tool that's better than the other as long as it works. Absolutely. Yeah. With kindness and love, of course, of course, of course. All right. So final thoughts, Mr. Scott, when do you get to come back to the United States? Um, I'm coming back on Monday. And uh, I've already got a really full week of stuff to do, so I'm pretending I don't right now. I'm just gonna I'm gonna go uh, eat two different dinners because we're at an all inclusive. I'm gonna have a sushi dinner, and then about eight minutes after that, between a bunch of drinks, I'm gonna go for an Italian dinner. And I am not on 75 hard, and I have gained a good 10 pounds. And when I get home and play basketball, I'm gonna be a good boy again. That's all I can give you. <laughs> nice, nice. So you're enjoying the moments. Yeah. And. Yes, you deserve it, my friend. You deserve it. You deserve it. Give Kim my best. Um, safe travels back. And uh, there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there is uh, the uh, the Unfiltered Experience show. I just wanted to see if we had any other additional comments right there. I am tired. I've been talking all day long. Uh, so again, we thank each and every one of you from the bottom of our hearts for being here live or on the replay and your comments and your questions. We'll go back there. And we will talk about this. Thank Uh-oh. We're having an earthquake. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, wow. We just had a small earthquake. Holy crap. I was like, what the fuck? Why is everything fucking shaking? I I'm in another place again. Uh, they haven't been, they, there was a tsunami warning while we were surfing last week. And I saw you heard that. Dude, the, the water went way out. And I'm sitting here going, are we uh -oh. cool? And everybody goes, what do we do? I surf. I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. It didn't feel right, but we continue to surf. And they have, they have uh, earthquakes here too. So, yeah. That's fun. Okay, let's just stay nice. in the place with earthquakes and tsunamis. We'll be all right. Yeah. See, yeah, Puerto Vida. the world is just waking up. So you guys get an opportunity to wake up too. We love each and every one of you. Be back here next Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time with myself and Scott, where we bring you the unfiltered conversations designed to help you guys move forward in your mindset and your life. We love you guys from the bottom of our hearts. Go have a kick-ass weekend. Go have kick-ass moments. We love you guys.